almost told me how's it hanging, how's it happen? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast is finding young rock metal fans to discover new music up, find a place they connect and feel accepted. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. And today we're gonna go in deep with something that we, you know, really are passionate about. You know, we say inspire young rock metal fans to discover new music. How else we can do unless we promote new music on the podcast and bring you some bands you might never heard of, including some of the biggest ones out there as well. And today we're going back there with a band called Devitalized out of the northeastern part of the United States. And it's getting heavy. Well, their music is, but it could go a lot of different places. And you'll find out that in the conversation right about now. But before we do that, I want to thank for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So you guys know my favorite thing to do with going to concerts is going to those mosh pits. And I have to do it the way that I like to do it, which is going to be go from the beginning of the show, not the set, the show. Be in the pit from the beginning to end without any breaks in between. And on top of that, make sure I'm strong enough to deliver some of those good hits, but also strong enough to make sure that I know I'm not the biggest guy in the pit. I got to be able to take some of those hits as well. So I got to be in the gym getting on what I like to call mosh pit fit. Yeah. Oh dear God. I am sweaty today. It is like warm in here. 82 degrees in here. Shoot. I really cranked up the heat. Well, I don't have the heat on. It's just really warm. Don't have the air on right now. So yeah, that's on me. But I'm in the gym like six, seven times a week, you know, doing a lot of cardio, a lot of weightlifting, a lot of conditioning, and to make sure that I do that, you know, it's achieving my fitness goals. But I have to make sure I'm preparing and recovering right as well. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in, can help you achieve your fitness goals with many different types of products and supplements like pre-workout, both stim and stim-free blends. They have different types of B-cellular recovery compounds, different types of creatine blends to help you build muscle, different types of protein blends to help you build muscle, whey-based, collagen-based, and plant-based protein. Different types of multivitamins and literally anything might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and viewers at YouTube can get 20% off use code CPP20 at FNXSense.com. Link description of the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Not a future presentation. It's JP from Devitalize. And trust me, when it comes to expanding your sound and trying new things, this is the podcast to check out for a band that's going to do just that. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, a couple of our good friends have started sending us some emails. One of them had sent us an email that said, hey, you want to check out this band? They got a brand new song out featuring Tom Barr from Chelsea Grin. I'm like, you know what? That seems about right. We've been bringing some bigger bands in the podcast, but one of our things that we always like to do here still is to support those upcoming bands because... That's the best way we're going to grow the music scene, right? And the best way for you to grow the music scene is to get to know this band right now with their brand new song, God Slayer, out now, featuring Tom from Chelsea Grin. And you like the heavy stuff? Deathcore? Hardcore? Metalcore? Want to blend it all together and just have a blast with it? This is for you. So please welcome JP from the band Devitalize to the podcast. So JP, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thank you for having me. I really Thanks. appreciate it. Thanks for being on, man. How has everything been going in your world as of late? Because, I mean, you guys got the brand new song out, building up on the band, building up some steam to really get going even further into your career. So just how's life going, man? Oh, life is pretty good. You know, aside from music, I did just get a new job and I'm I'm really like trying to get all, uh, go all in on that because, you know, it's going to be a lot of financial stability for the next few months as well. Uh, but musically, everything's going pretty good. I think we're going to, uh, we're reassessing everything and kind of trying to find a new sound as well with our music because we really want to, um, you know, put our interest in different styles of music. Uh, we really don't want to do just deathcore as well. You know, I think it's cool that we're doing everything. And I think that's a big thing for us. I think that could be a big thing, especially going down the line for two main reasons. One is it gives you guys a little bit of unpredictability feel to where you can really branch out and you can go in these different places, try different things with your sound. And there's not going to be an expectation that people love to put on bands where they're going to put them directly into a box. And it's like, then they want you to stay in that box and you have pressure to stay in that lane and only stay in that style. Kind of like, I'm going to use like Breaking Benjamin as an example. When it comes to Breaking Benjamin, we listen to him and it's, you know, we know exactly what to expect. If that's how they love to go with, that's fantastic. But then you look at a band like Bring Me the Horizon, where every release, it's kind of like, we don't know what to expect, but we know to expect good quality. That's the point it seems like you guys are striving to get towards, and that makes a lot of sense. Plus, yeah. then you guys can blend genres together even more so as you experiment with this stuff. So who knows? Maybe you stay in the death core out, but all of a sudden you put mer like merge death core and pop punk at the exact same time to see yeah. where that goes. It could work. You never know. But you're open to trying it. And then the people that are listening, you are open to listening to it because they're used to that variety and they're used to that randomness that can come up with the core sound still being that devitalized feel. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny that you bring up pop punk because a while ago, I actually 
did like a popcorn kind of song and I I kind of hated it, but a lot of people that listened to it said they really liked it. So I think it's it's kind of funny that that was like brought up in the mix. Uh, pop punk is something I would definitely like to explore. Um, I think pop like metalcore would be really cool. Um, I listen to a lot of like bands. You know, I listen to deathcore, death metal, you know, grindcore. But I also listen to like regular heavy metal, metalcore. I listen to a lot of uh, rap and pop music like i really like kendrick lamar uh i think one of my favorite rappers is kodak black so it's like i like to get inspiration from all you know areas of music just because you never know when something could like pop in your head you're like that would be cool in this style of song um so i would i I mean i would love to explore more than just being in like one specific box and yeah i agree I mean, from my standpoint, I'm definitely going to be pushing you guys and say that you should explore more of that. I have had conversations with many people in the past, and when it comes to really creating their sound or creating these certain ideas, they're getting a lot of these ideas from these places where you wouldn't expect them to from a fan standpoint because you're not expecting a band like, you know, I mean, use, use like a I Prevail example. You're not going to expect them to get, you know, inspiration from maybe a rap artist, but then all yeah. of a sudden it's something they pick up on from something they like. They pick up a certain way this vocal pattern flows. They pick up a certain like note in a certain beat where it's like, okay, this absolutely hits and we can build something around yeah. that for ourselves. It's that kind of inspiration, that kind of creativity that has led to large musical revolutions over the course of time. It's what led to the British invasion back in the 1960s in Beatlemania. It's what led to rock music starting to become bigger in the in the 70s it led to hair metal it led to grunge it led to new metal and it's led to pop punk it keeps leading to new things so you never know what's going to come next but if you keep staying within these certain boundaries of you know potential influence it's going to stay within that but if you explore more you're going to find a brand new path to go down you're going to find a new sound that maybe no one has ever even thought of hearing or thought of creating at the same time yeah, I mean, one big thing I've been wanting since the beginning of Divitalized was I really think it'd be cool to cater to all genres of music because you never know who, like, some guy who listened to Godslayer, you know, might be like, wow, that's really dope. I love the genre of music because they're super metal death warheads. And then, like, you know, maybe in, like, three months we drop a song that has a little more you know synth and sounds really poppy and then people are like you know those deathcore heads are like wow i can you know i don't usually listen to this but this is something i can really get into and then they find more artists they like that have that same sound uh i really want to do that because i think it'd be dope to like you know really just expand other people's minds not only just my own that makes a, I'll say that makes a lot of sense too, because even taking a look at, I'm going to take a look at it's terms of Spotify numbers. I'm using this as the metric so people can actually go and look at this. The two bands that are the biggest in like, you know, like the alternative metals rock scene right now in that capacity are Bring Me the Horizon and Falling in Reverse. And take a look at what both those bands are doing, both those groups are doing. It's, yeah, we know what their sound is to their core. There's some piece of it that's there. But in every song, they're exploring these different avenues and these different genres. And they continue to grow and continue to appeal to everyone in the music scene because... Like Bring Me the Horizon, for example, there's going to be people that love Count Your Blessings, Chelsea Smile, Diamonds Aren't Forever. There's going to be people like me who absolutely love There's a he- or There's a Hell, There's a Heaven, and Semper Eternal. Then you're going to get people that like what they did for Amo and what they're doing more currently. But at the yeah. same time, we're all checking out these different things that Bring Me the Horizon is doing, and we're all connecting with other s- sides of the music industry that we might never be able to do. And if you guys are able to start to build that up in your own way, but even in a heavier sense in the same side as well, and really blend all these different pieces in there, again, you never know. It might do deathcore rap, might do deathcore pop punk, might do hardcore, you know, butt rock at the exact same time too. Who knows where that's all going to flow in, but you're giving yourself the ability to do it. And that's the important thing, especially early on. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to show you more of what we have in store. Uh, you know, we've kind of gone through that. We've gone down this little path of scrap this, but keep that scrap this, but keep that because we're really trying to take a lot of time to make something that is fun to listen to, you know, like God Slayer is a great example because it's a fun song, like from start to finish, like from the intro on YouTube, you know, me playing a little video game, doing something a little, little silly um, to like, 
the really just heavy deathcore in the beginning. And then it kind of slows down throughout the song and just gets like, like really just like on it, you know? And that song, even just playing it live, you know, you can see the faces, you know, we open with it every show because it's like crazy. And then as soon as that, like, and so the sun shed my shackles hits, everyone's just kind of like, whoa, because it's like unpredictable. It's an unpredictable, like heavy moment of the song. And it's a really crazy switch up, honestly. So um, and like that's like you brought up Bring Me the Horizon. Like I love the older Bring Me the Horizon. I think their older stuff is way better just just because I grew up on it. Mm-hmm. But I will say that what they're doing for the scene is in incredible. I mean, they're really reviving metal all around, you know, and like corn and like slipknot, you know, I'm like wearing a slipknot shirt yeah. right now, you know, like these bands, like, although they're, they're drifting away from what they used to sound like because they know that they have to appeal to another crowd because they're really trying to bring the scene more up. You know, you can, if you stay so secluded in one little, like, like you said, box, you can't really gain more recognition or give recognition to these smaller artists coming up doing the same thing. So yeah. I think the last thing you said definitely makes a lot more sense too, because if even for the bigger artists, if you're staying in the same box, then, you know, you're the artists that you can be able to uplift and the people you're able to connect with and, you know, really give support to the new people that are coming up to so your genre and your style continues to thrive as the years go on, that's going to become less and less if you stay in that box and then you're not going to hit as many people. But again, Bring yeah. the Horizon is a perfect example, the band that is perfectly doing this and kind of seeing, you know, the influence that it had for you guys, even on, you know, Godslayer, where it has the deathcore heaviness at the beginning. And then all of a sudden about halfway through and I was thinking about, I'm like, now you're switching more of a deathcore style to more of a hardcore style, just kind of given how the beat was flowing. And then you get the, just the piece of heaviness that comes towards the end that really hits you in the face, but it is a little bit unexpected because because we went from we're kind of getting more of this like hardcore flow to it, and then all of a sudden boom this hits and you're just kind of freaking out over it but you're seeing the faces start to like melt and get that little bit of that like ah like that yeah like that like oh that's nasty but like that's a good kind of nasty feel yeah no it happens it's happened almost every time we play it like it goes from like to like because i'm like yeah it's really good to like damn that's like really good you know, the head banging gets crazier for that part. I I mean, we played a show last night, the Webster in Connecticut. Uh, it's it's like a it's a pretty dope venue. We've never played there before, but you know, the crowd was loving it. They love that song. And I'm sure most of those people did not know who we are because who we were, because like that's not a, an area we've played in very often. But we definitely gained some new supporters, and I I love seeing it. I mean, I'm glad people like what we have and what we're putting out. So, I'm um, you know I'm glad those breakdowns are hitting. You know, oh, I would be too. I mean, at the same time, it kind of gives back that piece of like positive reinforcement where you're taking a look at all right, we're seeing what hits and what's absolutely hitting. Now, what can we do with our own music that's gonna you know, continue to take what we do with Godslayer and hit that on with like hit that same emotion with people and hit that same positive feeling. But what's gonna what's the key that allows us to do this in different styles going forward? What's the thing that's connecting with people there? Because then you're again able to build and continue to grow and to just try different things. And again, kind of I kind of want to go back to that whole bring me the rising too, because you take a look at other bands that are really starting to gain more popularity now. It's you think about, you know, 2007, 2016, 2017, it was a real dead period of times, especially for rock and metal, because it was there were no new bands that were getting any support. The, all the bands that were getting like the airplay or like the concentration from fans, anything, were at least 10, 20 years old at that point, at the very least. So no one was really getting behind them. All of a sudden, now Bring Me the Horizon gets more recognition. Falling Reverse gets more recognition. Here comes Spirit Box. Here comes Bad Omens. Here comes Sleep Token. Doing all these different things. Doing all these different pieces. And then from that standpoint, you're in a pretty good position to open up your sound and your sound and see where it takes you. Because more and more people in the scene, even on a smaller scale, even on the biggest scale as well, are more open to the possibility of what could be coming in here. 
the yeah. incubation period you guys are in right now with this sound, with the sound, what you could do with it, and where the fans are being as open to this in a, I would say, in a more of an earlier stage, not the earliest stage. The early stage would have been like, well, I think when Spirit Box was really hitting off and Bad Omens had just released the first single for Death of Peace Mind. But you're still in the early stage of, hey, the fans are open to brand new stuff. Go and maximize out on it if you're able to. Yeah. Um, I think one of my biggest inspirations right now in the industry is honestly probably Silent Planet. Um, I I love what they do. You know, from listening to uh, Panic Room the first time I ever heard it, like it really, I really felt that song because you know one big thing about the band too, and and my message is mental health. Like I'm. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, I've been struggling a lot my whole life. A lot of my lyrics are literally, I write them when I'm in the worst mindset possible because it helps me get out of that. But like Silent Planet, like listening to like Panic Room and like Alive as a House Fire and those songs, they really inspired me to like create that like hardcore heavy song, but still keep it a little soft where people enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I love that band and I love their new song they just put out too. Like the, it had a very retro wave like vibe but it was also like hardcore. So that for inspiration, I'd say I'm definitely taking a lot of my, like, like I'm putting a lot of my focus into that stuff. Cause that, I like that a lot. I like sound. Yeah. And even thinking about you taking inspiration from silent planet specifically, it's, it's unfortunate with Silent Planet They're not bigger than they actually are right now based on. Yeah. I'll say based on their, like the pot, like the folks on mental health, the message that they put out there, but not only that, but again, it's, I've talked about this before. Again, having Gary on the podcast, being able to talk one of the nicest, if not the best person in the rock and metal scene right now, you can ask anyone that knows Sound Planet. I've heard nothing but the most positive things said about Garrett Russell. So taking inspiration from that, from him specifically, when it comes to lyric, right? When it comes to finding sound and when it comes to trying to capture attention, it's, you're going to be able to take inspiration from everywhere else, but at the same time, it's something there that just sticks out where you continue to focus in on that and people that just have a niche for the sound are going to just instantly be attracted to it. There's a pull that's there and you're going to be able to find it. And the best part about it is you're going to be able to put it into your own style as well, given the fact that you're already thinking about how to blend these things together. That is the key. It's the blending of it all. Yeah. Uh, Garrett is a really cool dude. I mean, honestly, like he knows what he's doing lyrically and the band knows what they're doing. Like with, like you said, that blend, like they know how to make those sounds work. Cause one thing I love about music all around is simply just the sound wave, you know, like the feeling of the music. I love, you know, lyrics are great. I love being able to read them and understand them, but sometimes it's like the way the song itself feels that makes you truly feel like, everything about it um like i brought up panic room like it's very poetic song and it has a very like odd time signature and it's it's a little different than most songs you would listen to it's not like verse chorus verse chorus it's pretty much just one straight set through track you know Mm -hmm. nothing and i love it because of that and i love the way the drums feel and the slow build up to that just like really heavy ending um and yeah garrett is a super cool dude i would love to tour with silent planet at one point in my life i feel like we would get along to a silent planet get garrett on a track if you can whatever whatever works it kind of help make that dream come true and i was even thinking about what you just said there when it comes to thinking about it from that standpoint when it comes to lyrics versus like instrumentation sound and the sonic quality behind a song there are a lot of people that get connected with the lyrics, absolutely. But when you're playing around with a heavier sound, playing with some deeper, more of those unclean vocals, even to the trained ear of all of us metalheads, it can be hard to figure out exactly what you're saying at that point. So when it comes to trying to get the message and emotion of a song across, you have to rely on how the sonic feel of the instrumentation is going to pull forward. Sound Planet's great at that, especially with bringing forward more of these emotions and more of this deeper meaning. And when you get to the lyrics of that, then you really pull through. The one I always bring up in my my mind that always reminds me is the song Above My Head by Polaris, where, of course, yeah. I've listened to it two or three times. I listen to lyrics and it just absolutely resonated with me. But the amplification of that is all from the riff and the chorus, and especially is how the entire guitar part is played out by Ryan, unfortunately, dying in June. Rest in peace, Ryan. But it's just that piece alone 
is something that you, when you think about music sonically connecting with emotions, that's always what I go to is if you can find something that's going to hit like that, again, not the same sound, but just have the same impact on your song by just driving the emotion so far forward that when people get to lyrics, it even pushes it like to super drive mode. Yeah, go for it. That's what really connects with some people to an absolute core and helps get those songs to become absolute hits. That's why some of these pop hits absolutely pop off because whatever time signature, whatever beat, whatever poppy thing they're doing, it's hitting on some positive emotion for a lot of people and they're getting behind that. Yeah. Um, one, uh, another big band I really like is Dayseeker. I think, you know, their, their come up that they've had is, is incredible. And, you know, the, they're everything. Everything about the band is great. I mean, Rory's an incredible singer. He has a beautiful voice. He's he's made some really just amazing tracks. I love like Neon Grave. I know it's a very popular one, but I, you know, around the, the time that song dropped, I actually lost my grandfather. So I really resonate with the track itself and the the lyrics and the way it feels. When I heard the song for the first time, I went down to my basement and I like immediately got on my drum set and started learning it. Cause I also play drums and you know, I wanted to like, cause I just felt that song. I felt mm-hmm. it in my soul. So that's another big band that also inspires me that has good like flow altogether. Dayseeker is, is up there for sure. Yeah, and, and even the beauty behind it, too, is, is when we listen to certain songs, even, you know, when you bring up Neon Grave, it's I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you mean by that, because I can relate to the same thing, too, where, you know, I think it came out maybe three, four months right after I lost my grandfather as well. So it kind of had a little piece to it. However, there was a different song that I was really connecting with on a different aspect. So I was kind of more focused in on that one instead of Neon Grave. Yeah. But again, it's something where you, you know, going to see Dayseeker live, the same thing happens. You feel that emotion, you feel the passion that's behind there, and you just let it all waft over you to the point where everyone in the crowd, I mean, even if we can get pits going for them, which of course we do, there's just this different flow, this different feeling, or people are just kind of like, you know, arm in arm with each other, just kind of getting yeah. the emotion of it. It's that kind of feel where even that you can feel that, you know, not even a live thing, you can feel that at home. You can feel that when you got your earbuds and your headphones and whatever it is, just getting lost in the song and getting lost in your own feelings of emotion because the song is guiding you that way. That is a yeah. very powerful thing. So what you guys doing with that with God Slayer, I mean, I took a look at, you know, the little press release, see where the song came from. It's like, Oh, I see where the inspiration come from. Holy shit. And then I listened through, I'm like, now I'm starting to put all the pieces together and how this thing connects and how this song sounds and why you went with certain uh, decisions that you did. It started to yeah. make a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's really funny because the song itself is honestly about a video game. So uh, if you don't know, um, at the time that I had the idea for the song, it was originally before called God Slayer. And before we actually, cause I started doing the song before we actually became divitalized. Like I even put out our first single and it was going to be called dead set. And it was about Elden ring. Cause um, just like I was so dead set on playing the game. <laughs> And I would play it day and like I would play it all the time. And I got so into it and I was like, I want to write a song about this. I want to write a song about this. And I was like, what would be a cool name? And I was like playing and I had this sword that I always use, the God Slayer Great Sword. And I would always use it, always use it. And I'm like, wait, fuck, it, I'm gonna call it God Slayer. That's a, such a dope name. And like that's what you do in the game. So I was like, that would be awesome to make like, you know, that'd be a sick name. It's a, it's a reference to the game. So I thought people would catch on to it. And when I brought the idea to Tom, because I saw they came to a local, they came and played a show in my home state and we hung out and all that stuff. I showed him the song and he's like, dude, I want to be on this. Like, I want to be a part of this. And he offered to like, because I had some lyrics and he offered to like rewrite them. And he's like, these ones are going to hit. And we, uh, we went with that. You know, we kind of, it took some time to pick and choose because both, uh you know the lyrics that we had were really really good but i was like dude these ones are incredible like and it really just it's like so brutal for a game that's literally just about like going around collecting coins and, and killing gods and just so it's just fun to make you know we're, we're god slayers so i love it 
You even took away one of my next questions. It's going to be, how the hell did you get Tom on this track? But that's even more of an incredible story than I even could fathom. I mean, most times you hear people get features on tracks. It's like, oh, no, we we hit him up somehow. We just like the song. It happened. It's like, no, you actually got to show him literally after a show. And he's like, dude, I need on this. I need on this bad. It's like, give me my fix, man. I need to be on this track. Come on. Yeah. No, literally. Uh, I was – it was before the show he – like I, I got there hours and hours before. I hadn't seen them in years. The last time I had saw, you know, they had seen me. I was like, I was younger, and I was like, "What's up?" And he remembered me, and he came and gave me a big hug, and he's like, "You want to come chill with us? Let me load in real quick." And I was like, "Dude, we'll chill. We'll talk." We caught up on everything, you know, and it, I got to hear some of the the new Chelsea Grin album before it was even like even the first single that came out I got to hear a new Darko and like, dude, they're just awesome people. And I was, it was great being able to show him some stuff that I was working on, you know? And he was like, you guys are going to be something big. And he was like, I love this. You guys are killing it. And, and it was just great that he was a part of the song because to hear him say he loved it and he wanted to be part of it was honestly good enough for me like that was it hit me right in the feels so i love them i love tom i love the cg guys all around and i'm very thankful for them i mean that's like a personal win and like a lifetime win right there for you to get tom barber someone that you've listened to for many years on a track and literally him asking to be on it after you showed him the stuff and not even having have you ask him it's just like no i want on this now on top of that when it comes to the whole video game connection too you think about video games and especially think about I was going to use any kind of like, you know, fantasy world video game, especially around that standpoint. I'm always thinking about, you know, there's always going to be some sort of quest type deal. There's always going to be some sort of weapon. You have to, and there's always going to be some sort of crazy God like boss that you have to kill or continually do that. And then when listening through the track after kind of taking that all in, you go through that first half. That's more of that like death core kind of feel. And the whole entire way through, all I'm feeling at that moment is I'm like, okay, this feels like I'm gearing up, I'm ready to go, and I'm pumping myself up for something like this boss fight, like trying to kill this god and see where it goes and let's give it a shot. But at the time that kind of switches up, you go to that more hardcore style. Now it went from, you know, preparing for this fight to actually being in this fight. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden you get that heavier piece and Tom comes in and it's just like, Alrighty, we went from, you know, being in this fight to either we are struggling for our lives right now. We got to find a way to win this or we're going to be done for, or we are dominating so much to the point where we are about to just take this guy down with one more strike and that is it. And you can take it anyway, yeah. but it gives for that feel of preparing for a big giant boss fight. And then the best part about the song is you're not just preparing for it. You take the second half and you actually attack at it. So it gives that call to action feel right there that we all need, especially after that long, after like, you know, minute, minute and a half pump up. And we're like, let's go do this shit. Fuck some shit up. Ah! I, uh, I remember, you know, cause Elden Ring is a, is a fairly hard game uh to most people and like dark souls the series itself is it's one of the more known like harder story driven games and i played a lot of demon souls a long time ago and i remember playing bloodborne but i hadn't played in a long time so when i got elden ring and i was playing it and i was really really bad i kept dying i was very angry so, like, I would always just be really pissed off at the game. I was like, nah, I don't want to play it anymore. So, I think a lot of that, like, anger really came out, you know, when I played, when I started recording vocals for the song. You know, it was kind of a, a like, me being mad that I kept dying on the track. So I, I love that about it. Yeah, that that's something that I need to even kind of dive deeper into at the same point as well, because... One thing I've talked about with a couple of different people and one person specific on the podcast was Justin DeBleek, the former guitarist for Ice Nine Kills, because now he produces a lot of music. I had him on the up I have on the podcast with one of my good friends because he produces all his music and he was talking about how he had to like pushing this guy to sing more and like sing different styles because yeah, this certain thing was working, but he wasn't feeling like, you know, he's like, I don't believe you. Like in these lyrics, like I know the lyrics are there, I know the sound is there. But the way that the final product is, I don't believe that you think this. I don't believe that you feel this. So you kind of just, let, you know, remembering all the frustration you had playing anything from the Dark Souls series, you know, just struggling at it and just letting it all out in these lyrics. It lends more to that feeling of 
this is more legitimate. This is more believable. And this is something where people can really get behind and even listening to it. It's, you know, they can start to feel some of that frustration. They can start to feel some of that anger boiling over because anyone who's played video games, it doesn't matter what video game it is. It could be one of the easiest games in the world, but you probably played it when you were two, three years old. So you struggled at it because you didn't know what to do. Heck, my favorite video game I ever played, the first time I played it, I played it for the first time. I was like, I want to say four years old. And I didn't beat it the whole game until I was like 10 or 11. It took me seven years to do it. And now if I want to do a full run through, but a speed run through, I'm getting close to just beating it in four hours. A hundred percent. It's just like, well, what the hell is that for? But the frustration of trying to get past those certain places just took forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. It's, I mean, I used to be a crazy gamer, so, you know, I kind of get it. I get it. I remember playing when I was a little kid, me and my brother would play like a lot of like Mortal Kombat and Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank. And I did not know what I was doing. I was just like a stupid little kid. And now, you know, I play these games, you know, and I can go back and, you know, play them for like backward compatible. And I'm like, wow, how was I so bad at this? Like I'm doing so good. (laughs) So like, it's just crazy how like when you grow up, you really just, learn how to do it so much easier and well i mean as we grow up too it's like we learn different things we learn different skills and we recognize different patterns at the exact same time and how these things are gonna work out because i think about the game i was referencing which was good old n64's banjo kazooie where it's like trying to yeah i love that game favorite game of all time and currently it sits right here i actually have it in my room right now hold on let me oh this is even this is awesome yes yeah (laughs) Oh my god, sharing video games on the podcast. Oh shoot, that you got two E as well. Well, sir. Yeah. Right behind you. <laughs> I love those games. I am I'm trying to get my N64 to work again. I miss playing it. I really do. Oh man, it's just it's it just brings back so many good memories, but it also brings back a lot of like the frustration points in time as well. And you know, we're able to look back at those certain moments. Like take a look at all the musicians that take a look back at certain moments in their life and really bring forward those emotions or just emotions that they felt recently and brought them out. Think about, you know, Neon Grave with Dayseeker, which we had just talked about. Think about, you know, the whole entire Holy Hell album from Architects. That's just a great like album microcosm to really see what it's like when a band is going through something together really letting all the emotion out in every single song but there are songs where people recall emotions from like 20 years prior and bring them for those songs those can be some of those powerful songs well it can be their most popular songs but it's because what they can do is they take the emotion of what they know what's current for them they relate that back as a bridge to what they felt back in those times that they're trying to reference they're able to cross that bridge get to that emotional point and put it out in the music put it out to the instrumentals put it out the vocals every step of the way so it stands to reason why you know you kind of going back through you know your time playing video games and your struggles with the dark soul series to put more of the emotion behind the vocals it just makes sense yeah i was like and and i probably didn't even realize it probably wasn't even intentional but it was there so I love it. I, I love how it came out too. I really, you know, when I look back on the song itself, I'm like, I think that was also my biggest growth vocally, you know, because a lot of the stuff that, you know, I recorded way back when I was a younger kid doesn't sound as good as what I'm doing now. And I've, I've really come a long way as a vocalist as well. So it's, it's dope to hear how like similar I even sound to Tom. Like a lot of people say that I definitely took a lot of my inspiration from him as a vocalist. Trying to yeah. figure out where Tom's feature was on the song took me a second listener to really make sure I could pinpoint it. It's there. You can you can tell, but through the first time listening through it, I was looking for it. I'm like, wait, did did that actually come through at all? I'm not entirely sure. So I can see where people are saying that. But it, it, you saying that you took a huge step forward as a vocalist on this. Again, even though it was an intention, it was not intentional for you to put that emotion in there, but because it happened, now it unlocks something completely new in your brain, completely new in your vocal pattern, in your style to really put this all out there and just let the emotion flow from what you know so that when you're writing the next track when you're writing the next song writing the lyrics that and trying to figure out what the vocal pattern is for you can just let it all fly at that given moment without a care in the world 
and understand how to connect with that emotion, how to connect with the feeling of the song that you want to drive from beginning to end and how your vocal tone and vocal pattern can really connect on that when you're recalling specific emotions or recalling specific topics that are going to evoke that emotional response in you so that you put it on the track. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't say too much about some future stuff, but I've been writing a lot of these lyrics that are based on like actual like historical events and stuff like that. Um, I can I'll I'll like bring up one a bit, but I had this song idea based on Egypt and like Egyptian gods, and it's the idea that like is there for it is just it's going to be very very heavy and very fun but i think it's also gonna have some soft parts that really make people turn their heads see now i'm even thinking too you're getting my mind spinning right now like how heavy is this track gonna be when it comes to these softer parts what is it gonna be to turn my head how is this idea from an egyptian god standpoint gonna funnel everything in there are you gonna bring sounds in from ancient egyptian culture and ancient egyptian music and the sounds that we connect with on that into the song to help people connect with what you're trying to go for and to really create that vibe of that environment and that emotion to come across. There's a lot of different questions that already happened in my mind, and they're probably, you know, questions you already run through in your mind while you're working on this song, but who knows? Maybe those questions pop up as you start to work on it more. I'm like, wait, do I put this here? Do I put this here? Should I add this? Should I move this? What could possibly happen? It's just you're making me ask questions right now of what this yeah. could possibly lead to. So that's, and that, and that idea is for like a way later time, but it, it's something that I actually wrote like lyrically. I was, I was thinking about, I'm like, you know, it'd be really, I was playing a lot of God of War at the time too, but I was like, I know that's not really Egyptian, but the idea of making a song based on mythology, but also like true historical events I think it'd be really fun to like tinker with. And and he brought up like using sounds from, you know, Egyptian culture, which is something I'd be very interested in doing because I really want there to be this like feel for the song. Like even if like vocally it's not there, I really want the sound itself of the song to be like something that you can replay for the rest of your life. Something that you can just go back and listen to, you know? Oh, so, Absolutely. And I even think about, too, you know, relating it to another band from the Northeast, Ice Nine Kills, related to what they've done, the Silver Scream and Welcome to Horrorwood as well, where you listen to the songs they put out about each of those movies. And it sounds like and I'm not going to say they hit on it every time because I think they hit on it like 95 percent of the time where you listen to those songs and it just absolutely invokes the emotion, the sound, and the feeling of the movies are trying to emulate. I think the shower scene and the breakdown of that song is a fantastic uh example yeah. of that given how they add the violins in there from the, you know this the famous alfred hitchcock psycho stabbing in the shower scene like it yeah. absolutely hits on that and if you're able to take you know these ideas and these sounds from egyptian culture from egyptian music and put it in there now you're starting to really work in and create a connection to the culture for the sound that you're trying to work with and it's going to add more to the overall feeling and potentially the overall lore of the song, especially when you're referencing not only Egyptian mythology, but also Egyptian historical record as well. Yeah, uh, it's definitely something I'm looking forward to. And like, yeah, I love Ice Nine. I think, uh, I mean, I, I personally liked the first Silver Scream a lot more, but Silver Scream 2 has a lot of really, really good songs. Um, man, the one about, I can't, I forget the name specifically, but the one about uh, Candyman is probably my favorite uh, just because I like the way they have the bees in there. But it's like it's a slow build up and it has a nice like chorus. I don't know. I, I, I like that song a lot. I always listen to it on repeat. See, like that's like the one or one of two songs from Horrorwood that I just have not did not get into. Was, really? was it uh, Farewell to Flesh? That was the song. The yeah, Candyman one. Now, for me, it was like all the like almost all the other ones. The the titular song is probably my one of my favorite Ice Nine Kill songs of all time. Did enjoy the shower scene. It did enjoy Hip to Be Scared. Funeral Derangers with the breakdown is absolutely brutal. Worst Vacation was a massive surprise with how much I liked it. But kind of yeah. taking a look back to even from the beginning of the conversation that we had, when it comes to your sound, when it comes to being multi, working on multi different like multi genres and blending all these different sounds in, so you can expand your reach and expand your own creative needs. 
this is this is what we're talking about. This is something that you're doing, but it's even taking it one step further because you're not necessarily going from one genre to the next. It's now you're taking ideas and taking concepts and taking sounds from potentially different cultures and seeing how you can weave them into your music to amplify what you're going for and to amplify the sound at the same time. I mean, take a look at some of these bands, especially from... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use from Asia specifically. I'm thinking about bands like The Who. I'm thinking about Bloody. I'm thinking about Voice of Beach Prime. I'm thinking about, you know, the Japanese bands. Baby Metal, Bandmade, Love Bites. Crystal Lake has done a good amount of this. Cold Rain has done a large amount of this. All those bands have taken a lot of these unique feelings, especially the Who and Bloodywood, from their own cultures, have implemented them into their own style of, of music, their own style of metal, and... It's something that is so unique, but is so powerful at the same time when you blend them together in the best way possible. So they're kind of paving the way for a lot of other people to say, okay, take a look at what maybe, you know, some of these cultural aspects can do for music and expand them. So not only people get to, you know, get more into the music, but also at the same time, get a bigger interest into others' cultures as well and want to get to learn and know more about what makes those cultures special at the exact same time. Yeah, absolutely. You brought up Crystal Lake. I love Crystal Lake. They're actually one of my, actually my top three bands for sure. Crystal Lake, uh, they take a lot of, you know, the, like the Japanese, Asian, you know, like those sounds and their culture and they put them in like intros or breakdowns. And like, I remember, can't even remember what song, I think it was Astra or it may be called Astra or Astral. Um, that song is just like, it's beautiful and they made they had two new songs that they just released that were completely out of like blew me out of the water like their sound is very good it's like spirit box but it's like mixed with something else that i like i can't even like put my finger on but it's just so so good and i can tell spirit box gets a lot of their inspiration like sound wise from them too but i love chris I'll say the more bands and the more like you guys, the more you take inspiration from everyone else that's out there, it's the more you blend in your own sound, the more you create something that is your own unique thing. Because again, think about, you know, Japanese metalcore, Mongolian metal, Indian metal, Indonesian metal. Um, but what the stuff that like, you know, Love Bites and Bandmade and Baby Metal are doing, it's they're all taking inspiration from metal. They're all taking inspiration from their own culture as well and putting it together. And we're creating something that's new. We're creating something that's fun, exciting, that people are really getting into. And at the same yeah. time, it, it expands metal to a whole new world, expands metal to a whole new realm, and expands our perception at the same time as well. So if you're able to continue to do that and continue to focus in on something like that with your ever-changing sound and how to evolve that, when Tom said this band is going places, I mean, at that point, if you continue to do that, you're going to prove them right. It's just putting in the work and making sure it happens, man. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would love to you know, be able to even tour with these bands too. Like, I think a lot of our sound is so mixed where we could honestly be on a show with this band, that band, or the other. Because, you know, when we played with, we did open for Chelsea Grin in our hometown, you know, or home state. Uh, We pulled out all of our heavier songs. But we have stuff that we have unreleased that's soft and metalcore and that we could play, like, if we opened up for, like, you know wage war or uh nothing nowhere you know bands like that so you know i look at like those bands too like you said and i just i see that i can take so much inspiration from that i would i mean i think we could do it with anyone honestly i think you could do it too now i'm gonna be watching you and making sure you do it that's the key now we're gonna be watching to make sure you do it yeah i mean i i have a lot of dope ideas you know, written on paper that I think when we go into the studio and we really start to like put this together, I think it's, it's going to hit when it drops, you know, it may take some time. And I know that we have this, we're going to be on a little bit of a hiatus so we can get stuff done. But I really think the new beginning of what we're like really trying to like put our minds to is going to hit. I mean, we've, really been taking the time on this album too because we want it to be something that people can go to and really just like feel so we're going to use a lot of sounds from a lot of different things and there's going to be a lot of things on those songs that are actually just going to make you confused as well <laughs> but I, I i really want to go into depth but i also don't want to give too much away. but i really think 
that there's going to be some stuff in there that not many bands have ever done ever i think mm-hmm. that are also going to really be appreciated in our songs very well said i know we're coming closer to the end of our time right now but when it comes down to it i mean you guys will be working hard and you're gonna be putting this together so we're gonna be watching you're gonna be making sure that it happens and you guys it doesn't sound like you guys are necessarily taking a hiatus it's more like you guys are just getting quote unquote back into the lab again and just having some fun with it so jp as we bring this podcast to a conclusion one thing i'd like to do is give my guests which is you right now a chance to say whatever you want to say plug whatever you want to plug promote promote at the end of the podcast so jp floor is yours uh, you can check us out anywhere, uh, Devitalized MA on all platforms and for uh, streaming services, just Devitalized. I want to thank, you know, my friends and family for being my biggest supporters. Uh, and I want to thank the band, you know, those dudes are amazing and to have them around and to be able to call them my brothers is a beautiful thing. I also want to say that if you're ever struggling or you ever feel like you're going through something or feel like that there's no one there for you that our dms are always open and we appreciate you we love you and we say this every show because we believe that there needs to be more positive and love in this world and i truly think that there's not enough bands that open their arms to the dms and stuff so if you ever feel like you're going through something check us out talk to us hit us up you know we're always here to uh speak to you we want to not only be there on a you know on a stage but we want to be there on a physical level and a mental level so thank you so much and i appreciate you for having me on this it was it's awesome it was great talking to you about games and songs and stuff so thank you so much dude well thank you for being on as well i think you might also be the first person in 400 i think 436 no 437 episodes to use the time to say i want to thank my friends and family a lot of i've heard a lot of stuff i don't think i've actually ever heard someone say thanks to their friends and family in that last part so that's something unique, man, that's, that I have not heard yet. So kind of put a smile on my face when you said that, just thinking about, you know, how many people think that. But you've actually heard it on the podcast for once from somebody. That means yeah. a lot to a lot, a lot of people. I got I to gotta give a special shout out to my dad because honestly, without him, like I wouldn't even be doing music because he put a, he put me and my brother on music when we were little, you know, little kids, gave him a guitar, gave me a drum set and said, you guys going to be a band. And we just, we have, so... <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm thankful that there are people that, you know, give a fuck in my life. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to your dad as well right there. Shout out to your dad as well. So now it's time for this podcast with three specific things. First things first, when it comes to devitalizing, when it comes to, you know, listening to God, so listening to what they got out and keeping in touch with them on social media. I mean, JP told you where to go find them, where you go stream them and everything like that. But you want to know an even easier way to go and do it? It's called the description of the podcast. They find Devitalize online. Links and labels, really everything will be there. So you'll be able to connect with them, follow them, stream their music, you know, check them out, be able to know when they're playing their next live show. And once they finally, you know, are going out, doing a, like a nationwide run opening for Chelsea Green, you can find out about it there. Yep, we're saying it right here. Now it's time for number two, JP. Whenever I've guessed in the podcast, I enjoy having the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise, a way to say thank you for being on the podcast. And I want to continue to support the band if I can. So you hit on this. My promise to you is this, sir. When? Yes, it's a when, because that means it's going to happen. We just don't have a date or time set. When I get to see you perform live for the first time, I'm going to go all Liam Neeson from Taken on your ass. I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. And I will say, first round's on me. Hell yeah. I'm, I'll definitely guest list you. I want to see you. That'd be awesome. Hell yeah. Well, JP, now it's time for number three. I do not want to end this podcast by saying goodbye because I want to keep in touch with you. I want to keep tabs on you guys, see what you guys do with some crazy ideas you have with music right now, especially after this conversation. And I got to make good of my promise. So this is not goodbye, my friend. No, no, no. This is, I'll see you later. Have a good day. Well, folks, I agree with JP from the man Devitalize. And now it's time for Kevin's final thoughts. So I'm thinking about all the stuff we talked about when it came to like trying new things. And that's what the Devitalize is really trying to do. They don't want to be put into a certain box. And we brought up a lot of bands that had not been put into a box as well. We talked about Bring Me the Rise and who broke out of that. We talked about Falling in Reverse. Talk about bands that are really breaking out of that now. Spirit Box, Bad Omen, Sleep Token. Um, I prevail still, you know, you know, they've broken out for a while, but they're breaking out with different sounds as well, different styles as well. And when it comes to bands now that are out there with a little bit of a heavier style, 
they should have the freedom to experiment any way they want and try these different things. Try to see where some of their styles and some of their sounds can really take off. And this is what we're going to be looking at here because think about again the music scene from like the like 2000, I'll say 2009 up until about the pandemic. Everyone kept saying rock is dead, rock is dead, rock is dead, rock is dead. We talked about this with Rick from Adelita's way, but then right around the pandemic, right around like end of 2019, you know, Bring Me the Horizon is really starting to get a little bit more steam, a lot more, you know, streams. They try different things with That's the Spirit with ammo we still yet to hear post-human survival uh falling reverse of the trilogy and then they did popular monster and that really took off then after the pandemic you had bad omens pop off you had spirit box pop off you had sleep token pop off and a lot of this really really resonated a lot of this really really hit with so many people and it showed that not only was rock and metal not dead but there was this way for people to get into it now that was ever expansive and is the perfect time because you're not even at the earliest time where people are just starting to look at this stuff. But as a band, or especially Devitalizes, they're in a great spot where we're still in the like the first third of those stages of people being embraceive of a brand new sound and being embraceive of inventive things. And that's where Devitalizes can really take over with trying some of based off of a video game like they did in God Slayer and really working with a deathcore hardcore mix. Now we're talking about a brand new song that's going to bring in some potential Egyptian ideas and Egyptian cultural themes and sounds to really maximize out on the sound and the, and the message of the song while we're seeing other bands like the who crystal lake bloody wood voice of beja prop bandmade really take some of their own cultures and put it in there and really create this unique kind of style of music that people are really getting behind why wouldn't you want to try and be unique and possible and try these different things it's the perfect example perfect time to do it so follow devitalize to make sure they're doing that and also stay in touch with them go to script for the podcast where there's find devitalize online links levels for everything are down there also make sure you're subscribing to the corporate Russian podcast if you're here on youtube the button is right here if you are on spotify podcast every or amazon hit the like or follow or subscribe button also the video like video over here it helps out as well new episodes every single tuesday and thursday and on this youtube channel we also do clips throughout the week and of course a friday song reaction just for fun also us on social media the links are down there below i believe facebook and instagram are our favorites so go check those out as well thank you phoenix fitness remember 20 percent use the code cpp20 at afternexit.com thank you phoenix fitness thank you jp once again i'm gonna be watching you guys Check in with you soon on that note. That's it, guys. Thank you for watching, listening to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all! Yeah!